You're listening to NL News Day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, the sun is shining, the temperature is rising, and that means more and more people are out walking. Maybe they're cycling. Maybe they're even jumping on those motorcycles. So what do you need to keep in mind this spring and summer? Well, it's time now for A Call from the Bar with Carrie Priddle, brought to you by Priddle Law Group, serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas. They have the right lawyers for your situation. Priddle Law Group, your lawyers for life. Carrie, how are you doing here this afternoon? I'm great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks so much, as always, for the time. Looking forward to this. This is a very topical conversation and one that everyone should probably be thinking about at this time of year. So, with all that being said, I guess the first question, are there some more common scenarios where accidents might be happening on our streets when it comes to motorcycles, cyclists, pedestrians, and of course spring? Uh, that's the street season we're in right now, so particularly in the spring months, are there some more common things that you see this time of year? Yes. Well, all winter, drivers have developed habits surrounding winter driving. We're watching for snow and we're watching for ice on the roadways and keeping an eye on the weather. And then when spring comes, first there's this time change that makes our daily commute an hour earlier. And that changes the shadows um, out when we're out and driving. And then as well, the days are longer and warmer. And so there's just more traveling public that are out and about. Kids in parks and they're walking all over the place. People are out walking or playing with their pets. People are cycling or downhill mountain biking. I live in Juniper. We've got the downhill mountain bike park. Um, people are getting their motorcycles out of storage and shining them up for that first ride. I know around our house, the first sound of summer is the sound of the motorcycles warming up and getting tuned. Mm -hmm. And so the problem with spring is that drivers aren't yet used to being alert for the increase in the pedestrians and the crosswalks or the cyclists and then in the bike lanes. Um, drivers aren't even used to the bike lanes, really. And then motorcycles on the streets and highways. And then the big thing for the cyclists and the motorcyclists is the city streets haven't been swept yet. So that's a hazard for motorcyclists and cyclists alike. And that can cause the loss of grip on the roadway. And then as well, as we all know, even from this week, potholes haven't been filled yet from the winter snow clearing. And that can cause safety issues as well. And then there's the sun glare. That's a safety concern for many drivers. We've got our pitted windshields from the winter salt, and that can even make the condition worse. And so with kids out and being literally everywhere in the warmer weather, that glare can mean not seeing a child or a pedestrian. And then for motorcyclists, the additional wildlife activity on the highways. And in the spring, of course, we've got these random rainstorms or the other day, the random snow for no yeah. reason. That has an added hazard as well. And so um, after a, a break riding as well, the, the cyclists and the motorcyclists, their reflexes need to kick back into gear from being dormant all winter. So there's a lot going on in, in the spring for the traveling public. Yeah. So everyone has to be more aware of the hazards. Absolutely. So lots of things for people to keep in mind when being out on the road during the spring. Let's sort of break things down here a little bit and talk about some of the different road users and, and what things they might want to do should something unfortunately happens. So let's start with pedestrians. When a pedestrian is injured in a motor vehicle accident, right, a, a motor uh, pedestrian collision occurs, what steps, I guess, should the pedestrian, should the person walking or running be taking? What What is the first thing that they should be doing? 
When a pedestrian is struck by a motor vehicle, first and foremost is to remain still and get medical attention. People are often far more hurt than they first think because they've got their adrenaline going, and so they're going to get up and maybe they shouldn't. The force of the impact when a vehicle hits a pedestrian is very, very great. And so spinal cord injuries and broken bones are very common. And unfortunately, though, being struck by a, as a pedestrian means they're likely near moving vehicles. And so being alert to that hazard and either having that area blocked off or carefully moving to a safe location is important. And then once safe, call 911 every single time. And I can't stress that enough. People are in shock when they're first hit and they can't, they think they're fine and the other driver leaves and then they're left alone and they've got injuries with concussions or they're disoriented and they're left without assistance. And so that's really important is to have medical personnel on their way. And if a pedestrian has others with them, it's also important to take photos of the accident scene, Mm -hmm. where the vehicle is stopped, where the pedestrian was struck and where they landed. Because if there's any issues as to who is at fault, that's going to be a really key piece of evidence in dealing with the whole um, insurance uh, process. And as well, getting the name and contact information of the driver and their license plate number and a description of the vehicle. We all have our phones with us 24-7, so this should actually just be a Mm no-brainer. Taking a photo of the plate, the driver's license, and the face of the other driver, it's really simple. You know, we don't, nobody carries a pen and paper around with them anymore, um, but we've got these phones now. And so that's just really, really helpful. And especially in a situation where it's quite upsetting and, and chaotic usually. And then once the medical assistance is rendered, the injured person needs to call ICBC dial claim. They don't have to do that immediately, but within mm-hmm. a day or two of the accident and report their injuries and get that um, claim open. When, when there is a pedestrian involved in a collision like that, um, I, I, obviously, there's different scenarios, but how often do you think it is usually the, the, the driver that is found to be at fault? I imagine more often than not, it's usually the driver who is going to be seen as the, the guilty party, less so the pedestrian who um, probably is the one injured after this whole situation. That's right, um, because a, a driver has um, a, an obligation to be paying attention to everything. They are the ones driving the vehicle and they're the ones that can cause the most damage. Um, And certainly, for example, with children, you know, we teach our children to use crosswalks and and most children do. But, you know, there's that whole scenario of the ball running out into the road and the child running after it. That's always going to be the fault of the driver if the driver's not paying attention as opposed to to the child. Now, what what if... uh is available to them, uh, you know, I guess we're talking probably most likely an adult in this particular situation, but what is available to them in terms of assistance for their injuries or, you know, if you have to take time off work due to your, your injuries and, and you suffer wage losses as a result, what assistance is out there for, for people who are suffering that kind of loss? Most of BC residents have Part 7 and Accident Recovery Benefit under ICBC. This is through our own coverage, And to have it, we either have to have a BC driver's license or live with someone who does, or have a car insured with ICBC or live with someone who does. Or in the situation where it's a pedestrian or cyclist, they're injured by an ICBC insured motor vehicle. So if any of those things are the case, which covers almost everybody, um, then you have this accident recovery benefit. And those are effective immediately, and you just need your claim number to access them. 
And so the treatment available right away is massage, chiropractor, physiotherapy, acupuncture, and kinesiology, all very helpful in the beginning stages of recovering from an accident. And then the treatment providers for those can actually bill ICBC directly, so it saves the injured person paying out of pocket. They're also going to get reimbursed for mileage to attend those appointments and parking and out-of-pocket expenses like prescriptions or the ambulance they have to take or taxis taken for medical purposes. All of those, it doesn't matter if you caused the accident or not, you get those, they're no-fault benefits. Mm -hmm. And a lot of injured people don't know to ask for reimbursement of these things and they're not told it's available. So it's important for people to let the adjuster know that they require reimbursement. And then along that same line, if the injured person is the primary homemaker of their family, they can receive assistance with cleaning and the upkeep of their um, home while they're completely disabled from doing those tasks. When you get a broken leg and you can't do anything for a few weeks. Uh, And as well, similarly with your wage loss, if you're totally disabled from working for a period of time, there's a weekly disability benefit to cover your wage loss for that period. So that's really helpful for people who don't have short-term disability or sick leave with their employers. Okay, so you kind of taken us through the steps. If you are, you know, someone who was walking or running and, and you were involved or hit by a vehicle, what, what steps are there for them? You've kind of laid all that out. But what about other vulnerable users uh, of the road, such as someone who is riding a bicycle? Technically, right, that is considered a vehicle, but you're, you're not very well protected. Um, so is it sort of a similar process if someone were sitting on a bicycle as opposed to being uh, just on their feet? How does that change things? Yeah. Well, the the steps are the same, of course, in dealing with the insurance company, but in a bicycle situation or a motorcycle situation, there's the added problem with having this damaged motorcycle or cycle, and it's a terrible idea to get back on that that cycle or motorcycle and try and get home. You know, you've got adrenaline rushing through you, and in a crash, we see this all the time. They think they're fine, and they're clearly not. And, you know, road rash and broken bones are easy to spot, but the hidden injuries like concussions or spinal cord injuries, they might not be initially apparent. And never mind how injured you are, there's also likely hidden damage to your bicycle or your motorcycle. And so you risk having that, you know, break down on the way home when you're trying to just get home from this crash. Mm -hmm. And then as well, uh, cyclists and motorcyclists have to wear helmets. And once those have been involved in a crash, they're actually not permitted and they're not safe to continue to use. And so it isn't adequate protection to leave the scene of an accident using the helmet that was involved in the crash. And so the other steps that you want to take if you're a cyclist or a motorcyclist is to call that tow truck and get them to come and collect the bike and get someone else to to deal with that. Um, And what people don't realize is that tow truck drivers, they're wonderful and they've really seen it all. And they're really helpful in that situation. And they will actually come and get a bicycle as well. Um, People often don't take an ambulance because they think, well, I can't leave my bike here. Yes, Mm -hmm. you can. Call a tow truck. They'll come and collect it if you don't have someone in the family or friends to come do it. Um, last thing here, but just if someone, you know, is unfortunately finding themselves injured in some type of a motor vehicle accident, um, what would be their first step? Should they be contacting a lawyer for legal advice about their accident and injuries, or should they go straight to ICBC? Does it depend on the situation? What would be your first piece of advice? Well, getting legal advice is always advisable right away when you're involved in a motor vehicle accident. The insurance 
that the insurance regime that is in place right now is so complicated that us lawyers are even having difficulty navigating it. And we do this every day for a living. So I can't imagine being injured, concussed, and not working and trying to navigate that system. I feel like that would be pretty much impossible. And lawyers provide for personal injury actions a a free legal consultation. And so it's great. You can get some guidance. You can figure out what next steps are and which system to um, to be asking for with the insurance company. So in addition to calling Dial-A-Claim and getting your claim number, then as well getting some legal advice about next steps is always appropriate. And um, and because it's free, it's very cost-effective. And, and otherwise, you might miss things mm-hmm. that are available to you and risk not getting well as quickly as you could if you didn't realize that you could have chiropractic right away or massage or that you have wage loss benefits. Carrie, this is a very important conversation for this time of year, so thanks so much for doing it. Some good advice there for people to remember, and uh, hopefully everyone's keeping their eyes out for bikes and motorbikes and pedestrians as well, so we don't see these things come, but it is pretty much inevitable. We'll see a few of these here this spring, so appreciate the information, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Carrie. Have a have a fantastic weekend. Uh, that's Carrie Priddle right there for a call from the bar. Brought to you by Priddle Law Group, serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas. They have the right lawyer for your situation. Priddle Law Group, your lawyers for life. Yeah, very uh, topical piece to be speaking about here at this time. Of course, looking ahead at the weekend forecast. I mean, 26 and sunny for tomorrow here in Kamloops. Sounds like a great time for people to be jumping on those motorcycles. They get them all tuned up, get them ready to hit the road. Get them ready to rev their engines. Well, make sure you're paying attention. Oftentimes, it's a difficult thing to see, those motorcycles on the road. And we don't want anyone getting hurt. They're very vulnerable road users, especially if they're involved in any type of collision. Motorcycles, I would say, would probably be the, the most difficult thing to kind of wrap your head around as, as something to uh, be paying attention to during the spring and summer months. Cyclists, pedestrians, you should always be keeping your eye out for them. People do, of course, stay on their bicycles and are walking throughout the entirety of a year, so should continue to look out for them, hopefully. But yeah, those motorcycles at this time of year are something people t- sometimes forget can be on the road. Keep your eyes out. You're driving home right now from work. It's almost 5 o'clock. we got your news coming up here in just a few minutes' time, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, if you're, if you're out there on the road right now, take a look to your left, take a look to your right, make sure you're doing those blind spot checks. Don't hit anybody. That would be a real... Real unfortunate way to start your weekend, not only for you getting involved in the accident, but the person who gets injured wouldn't be a good Friday.